Ask the Podcast Coach for September 3rd, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from the average guy dot TV dot TV yes it is dot that's weird yeah. in my brain I was gonna say dot com to the point that you only I only said dot TV like every Saturday for the last five years <laughs> How's it going, weird? Jim? yeah it is greetings Dave happy Saturday morning to you happy uh, Labor Day weekend that's a, a holiday that again the Americans have hijacked in some way to just barbecue and enjoy a few beverages so happy labor day weekend everybody that's right at least here in the united states sorry on monday the rest of the world you have to work right because we have sheets to buy or something that's on sale or whatever yeah cars Um, hey before we jump into anything i haven't had to play this music in a while and i'm very excited to say that's right we have new patrons which is really good um i want to say thanks to jen hensel from inspiredinfluencers.com, Josh Liston over at Deadset Podcasting. That is a podcast about podcasting. Josh Liston is a, a longtime patron, but he, he uh, I think, went and bought a house, and, you know, that changes your finances. And he's back, and the latest episode features some guy named Dave Jackson, and Charlie Hayes has come in at $5. So, guys, thanks so much for uh, the new patrons. And uh, we have DR on uh, on standby. But before we do that, you're probably kind of thirsty. It's been two yeah. weeks since you've had any it, coffee. It, this is the first coffee I've had in two <laughs> weeks for sure. And, Big thanks to Dan with Bev over there. Oh, wait. Where's, oh, here we There we go. Oh. I, was, I was getting worried. I was like, I mean, it was pouring, but there was no sound. Is it really pouring? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that coffee pour is brought to you by Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you need anything to look good, basically, in a nutshell, go over and see Mark. I was uh, working on some branding stuff last night. You know, I'm always saying this, but I really do. Every time I have to upload my logo to any place new, I don't go, hmm, hmm. No, it's always like, yeah, check this out. Boom. Uh, And we will have a question later about T-shirts and merch. Well, that's something else that when you want to have something look good, you got to have a good logo. So this could be your your podcast artwork. It could be a lead magnet. It could be your whole website. And the great thing is Mark is a podcaster and an award-winning graphic artist. So he gets podcasting, and he's going to take you by the hand, talk to you, and make sure that your artwork, your website, everything works together in one just organized thing. So when you're your audience sees you. They're like, wow, this person really knows what they're doing. It sounds great. It's a great first impression. And so if you want it, go over to podcastbranding.co. And you take a week off and you forget the order of everything. That's it. <laughs> I was trying to bust this in early. Big thanks to Dan over there, Dan LeFebvre over at Based on a True Story podcast. If you haven't... Uh, over the long, for those U.S. friends, being U.S.-centric here for a second, for our friends who are celebrating Labor Day this week, you got Monday off, you need something new to listen to, head over to basedonatruestorypodcast.com, and there's something there for everybody. Check it out. Big thanks to Dan for supporting us here on Ask the Podcast Coach. And you ready to make Jim jealous? I got to hang out with Dan at Podcast Movement. What? Yes. Nice. 
It was, uh, he was in there. uh, First, he came to my session, which is cool. And if you are an awesome supporter and ask the podcastcoach.com slash support, you got my presentation last night. I sent you a copy of that. So you can see that not the actual presentation. It was me basically doing the practice version of that. But uh, yeah, I got to hang out with Dan a little bit. And then I think he was in the one for podcasting 2.0. He's a nice guy. He is a good guy. guy. So, but uh, we have DR uh, on deck and she's going to pop in here. And uh, (laughs) how are you? I'm fine. You know, despite uh, the fact that I have a bad case of uh, bedhead and pillowcase space, oh, I decided to come on no worries. camera no and ask here. my question. I am a podcast manager, and I just recently got two uh, completely separate clients in pretty fast succession, and they're my first clients. And so we're coming to the end of one month for one of them, and I want to present to her the analytics. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm doing kind of a Canva thing with all the analytics that are in lips. She's in Lipson and I did screenshots all on this report kind of cool presentation with her logo on and the whole bit. So I would like to include more stuff. Like, um, I thought of the chartable where she is on the charts for chartable, um, Maybe Apple chart. I'm I'm a droid noise, so I don't know if I can get to the charts on Apple. Um, I thought of the random quotes on her Facebook page about specific episodes that she may have had. Random quotes. Also, the the highest downloaded episodes in from the entire year, and also the least downloaded episodes from the year. Some suggestions as to why they were low. Um, and also some goals to try and hit for the next 30 days. Does anyone have any kind of other things that I can, other goodies that I can put in there? Well, first of all, she can add you to hopefully her Apple podcast. Hopefully she's not in your Apple podcast, but it's very easy. She can go in and add somebody and you could go in then. And my favorite stat of all, of all the Apple, Spotify, all that stuff is active listeners, I think is what they call oh. it at Apple Podcasts, which means you've listened to either 40% or 20 minutes or something. Yeah, 20 minutes or 40%. So if your show's like 10 minutes long, you're like, hey, they're never going to listen to 20 minutes. Well, then it's 40%. Right. Uh, to me, that's okay. a pretty good, you know, you can say, hey, your active listeners are up or down. Realize when you start is getting... that specific to Apple? There's yeah. like, it's not, okay. Yeah, it, it. it's not, yeah. The, the thing in my presentation, Google gives you keywords that people are searching for. Spotify gives you age and demographic data. Um, Apple gives you that active listener thing as well as number of followers. And Amazon is pretty. Um, they be, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'll take that back. Um, well, here, here's the. Fun. How do I get to that Spotify thing? You said Spotify gives you what? Podcast, uh, podcast. Because you have to when you sign up to listen to Spotify, you have to give yeah. your age and demographic and all that other fun stuff. So I can see that you know, like what was really interesting is the podcast rodeo show is sixty percent male, forty percent female. Then you can go into episodes, and so the episode on Amy Schumer, who primarily has a female audience, was sixty percent female on that episode and 40% male. So you can get show data and then you can get episode data in Spotify. And and the way, I uh, mean, I'm uh, signed up to Spotify. I've never, I don't think I've, well, maybe uh, I've never paid attention. Uh, podcasters with an S, I believe. Podcasters.spotify.com, podcasters.amazon.com, 
Podcasts Connect. I don't know what it is with the plural thing. Podcastsconnect.apple.com and Podcast Manager. Podcasts Manager. I think that's right. .google.com are the four places oh, you can get that. Excellent. And, and I really so wish much. I had more listeners on Google because there's some really – you can see what people search to find your show. So um, – but that's – again, if you if you are an awesome supporter, everything I just mentioned, you can see by becoming an awesome supporter. So Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. I was up until 3 o'clock in the morning well, thinking – what else can I put in here? What else can I put in here? I really want to make it a presentation. Yeah, DR, make sure you're not, like, if you're going to, the more information you're going to include, the tighter the presentation needs to be, because less is more, right? So try not to get, sometimes in those, with data, yeah, you you, you spew all over the page, and then nothing really makes sense, you know, it's kind of all over the place. So just work through that presentation, give some numbers, but have the numbers kind of make sense in the way you're right. laying it out. I can't tell you how to do okay. that. Just make sure yeah. you're careful. With the that. other thing I would do is ask, why is this person doing a podcast? Because you might be going, here's this information, here's this. And they're like, yeah, I'm not really interested in like ads. So I don't really care about download numbers or so, because otherwise the other thing you're, you're inviting is if you say, Hey, you're number 247 on the charts this week, and then next month they're at 286. Now you've got, you know, so you've given them something more to it. That's why every time I hear a new company is giving stats, I'm like, oh, no, no, please not listen yeah. notes. No, because it's another thing that people. Oh, yeah, are gonna, that's I said no listen notes. <laughs> but but I mean, <laughs> but people obsess over any kind of stats as somebody who works at Lips and trust me, people obsess over stats. So the more stats you give them, you know, depending on the person, because there might some people like, yeah, great. Thanks, whatever. But there are other people that might go, wait, here on the third, we went down three yeah. percent. Now, why? You know, so just. I, I might look at it as like, what do they want? And I realize part of this is you are, uh, I know a lot of people do this because it's like, look, this is why you pay me kind of mm-hmm. thing. So you want to give them a lot of information. but um. And there's also that these are my first clients and I'm trying to establish a little street cred yeah. and also to exercise my own abilities. You know, I, like I said, these are my first two clients and one, she she already has like a social media team and she has like teams already set up. So I feel like I'm just coming in and hi. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is kind of giving me free reign and asking me lots of questions and stuff like well, that. Well, you said these kind of came easily for because there are a lot of podcast consultants that listen to the show. How did you get your clients? It was a combination of... I will tell you that I belong to a couple of podcast manager communities, and in one of them, they actively put up um, job ops that all of us submit to. Chumming the water, I would think. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I would tell you that, because I have a tracker on all the emails that I send out when I submit to these, no one's opening up those emails. It's Mm. so weird. Mm. Um, And we did a little informal a poll as to see, you know, how, how many people are getting jobs from this. And one active member who has a lot of clients, she says about 5% of my clients come from these submissions. Mm-hmm. So these two came from a combination of networking, both physical and virtual and referral. So it's not the person who I met 
during the network, it's the person that they knew that was doing a podcast. And they said, hey, I met someone. It it was so as a combination of the two. Interesting. Cool. Anything else we can help you with? That's it. Thank you so much. You gave me some great ideas and they went kind of fast. So I'm going to wait for the rerun of this on YouTube and and get all those podcasters dot whatever at a, you know, at a slower pace. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. All Have right. a good show. We'll see. Thanks, you. DR. Thanks for jumping in. Tom Webster says, man, all these numbers are hurting my head. <laughs> you know, that is a good point, though. If you're doing uh, what drives me nuts is let's say I'm, I'm reading an awesome, uh, you know, Tom has done yet another wonderful survey. It sounds profitable. And I'm I'm reading it on my podcast and I go 17 percent of the Latino audience has done this. Forty seven of the African Indian, you know, 40, 36 of it. Like it's hard in audio. Because the theater of the mind just goes like you've you've lost reception. You know what I mean? It's just nothing but fuzzy lines. And you better have that in your show description somewhere or something where they can see it. If you want them to really get that, um, that's that's a tricky part. I make sure at Gallup, I'll make sure the host has those those stats in show notes to me early and then I'll drop them in the chat room. Cause I, that it, you start spouting stats, the, then the chat is like, what did he say? How much was that? You know, what's the, and so we've just, I just kind of tried to get in the habit of making sure I'm pushing those over into the chat room uh, and making them available there. The other, the other piece with stats is um, it's, it's good to have a source. I, I, I mm. I'm always surprised how many people quote stats and then you're like, well, where'd you get that from? And it's like, well, you know, so make sure you know your source. Yeah. And uh, keep in mind, if anyone is quoting stats in public, uh, they're lying. And by that, I mean, they're not telling the truth. And by that, I mean, everybody. Yeah. So, (laughs) so just in case there's any confusion, that's a blanket statement. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's because every time I, my favorite is somebody will hire me and I'll be like, so how many, how many downloads are you getting per episode? And they'd be like, oh, you know, uh, 500, 600, something like that. I'm like, oh, that's not that bad. I'm like, oh, where do you host? And they go, Libsyn. I go, and I'm like, oh, well, you're not getting five to six. You're getting five to 600 mm-hmm. downloads. And they're not, in many cases, they're not lying. I should back that back just a bit. In many cases, they're quoting monthly numbers, not episode <sighs> numbers. And I go, and I go, oh, you're getting, you know, 80 downloads per episode. You've got, you know, 500 downloads per month. That's always kind of fun. The uh, I did have a question that came up in a a group that I was like, hey, that's not about microphones. I th- I think this is one of uh, those again. That's kind of a it depends. But this was from uh, Megan Elizabeth Gill, and she said, on a scale of one to ten, so we're going to go where ten is very and one is not at all. Uh, how stressful do you feel podcasting is? And I was like. Hmm. Because there are times when I don't feel it stressful, but yet when I go to record, I instantly run to the kitchen and find something else to do. So there's this weird kind of like, and I know, I mean, I've planned it out. I got my points and all I need to do is hit record. But there's some times when I'm like, uh, I need peanut butter and jelly instead. Mm-hmm. So Well, and you create, I, I think there's a different, the, the, the pressures are a little bit different if you're a solo podcaster and you're you're solely dependent on your content for the, for the program. That's more, I think, I think this yeah. is my opinion, more pressure or more stressful than having guests. Now there are people who interview guests would be like, no way that's super stressful. Cause you got to find them and book them. And then if they're a big deal, you're kind of worried about it. And that's all true too. Right. So 
this I think this question kind of well definitely depends on on your own your own approach to it. But I think kind of halfway I'm kind of halfway in between, Dave. I think there's a good amount of stress, but stress is good. Stress gets helps get things clear, clear, clarified. Yeah, helps get things done. Which part of podcasting? I I, I think it's just kind of a, all of the because there there are things like I think true, if I had true. advertisers or if like if this was my sole source of income, I would be much more stressed out than I am now. I mean, if, you know, Lipson goes away tomorrow, I'll be much more stressed out podcasting than I am now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do, I think part of it is, again, it depends. If it's just, I listened to a podcast this week, and I'm not making this up. Uh, it was, you know, it's one of those, it's literally three guys in the basement talking about beer, bourbon, and, and BS, I think was the tagline. Hey, let's not rip on bourbon. Okay. Uh, no, but here's the fun part. The one guy got a little, started a little ahead of time. And had been drinking for eight hours oh, before oh, he got on the microphone. Yeah. And and that was one that I was like, well, he's not stressed out. A lot um, of dead brain cells yeah. at that point. But um, so those guys don't have any stress level because they're just doing it for fun. They just want to have fun. And, be, you know, it is the Batman in the Basement Bros podcast. And that's where <laughs> I saw somebody in a Facebook group and somebody said, I just wanted to talk about such and such, whatever the topic was. And somebody said, congratulations, your podcast is a success. You are doing that. So that's where I always kind of go, hmm. So I think if it's a hobby, if it's a, uh, I know sometimes that's an offensive word. A, if you are a podcast enthusiast, I think that's my new my new phrase for that. Uh, I think it's less stressful because you're just having fun. Um, but, you know. What do you, what do you, what do you call a guy like me? I mean, I do it professionally at work and then I have, I do it at home as yeah. well. I mean, does that mean I'm flipping a switch between what I do at work and 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 the you know home gadget geeks that I kind of do for for fun? I I don't know. We man, we have talked about this subject a lot of pro versus hobby or pro versus enthusiast to use your word. I'm just not sure labeling in that area does anything for us. You know, you're kind of like right. Does it? I'm a pro podcaster. Well, oh, okay, like so. So like, what is that? You know, what does that necessarily do to have it or not to have it type deal? Or I'm an enthusiast or does it? Well, let's relate it to this question, Dave. If I say I'm an enthusiast, does that take the stress level down some? Is it, w- Would you agree or disagree with that statement? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, my knee jerk reaction is yes, because my brother golfs because he loves it. And, you know, he kind of stresses out when he does good and when he does bad, that whole nine yards. But because it's not tied to his income, I think that's part of it. Well, I think anytime you do anything, I mean, is your job stressful? Yeah, you kind of need that to eat. So, yeah, but work's easier for me than home gadget geeks. That's the weird thing. Like the stuff <laughs> I do at work, I don't know. It's easier. Like I just I don't stress about it as much. I've last year I've spent a ton of time kind of stressing over home gadget geeks. What do I do with it? Do I want to keep going? I lost my co-host. Do I want to keep going? What do I want to do? Like that's been stressful yeah. trying to figure that out. I think I understand why the word hobby triggers people. DR is saying Wayne's world party on. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> All right. I saw, you know, um, whatever I saw Adam Curry at podcast movement. I went, we're not worthy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, I, well, I think, Daniel, Hold on. Daniel says this, right? He sees professionals doing it primarily for business yeah. and hobbyists doing. Listen, my my work 
podcast is art. Like, so to, to say you have to, you have to like art only exists. And I know you're not saying this, Daniel, but I'm just making a point here. Art only exists when you're not getting paid for something. No, I mean, what, so does that mean Eddie Mm. Van Halen's guitar solo stuff was, it's just business because he's getting paid for it. I mean, that's a work of art. So I don't, I'd, I'd kind of strike art from that definition, Daniel, because I, I think art encompasses both what we do in business, what we get paid for, and maybe what we don't get paid for. And then Craig brings up a great point. Sometimes stress level depends on the individual. My brother-in-law gets stressed by tying his shoelaces. Yep. And then uh, Dan uh, says, I think stress is added when there's an expectation from someone else. Sure. Like a co-host or an advertiser, uh, Patrick Keller. Uh, the problem is having energy left over after teaching middle school. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. I that could be yeah. part of it. Um, uh, yeah. And Uncle Marv says uh, he can help with that stress uh, by being on the show. And he has. He's actually come on a couple times and I'm figuring some things out. I've got I've been trying out some different some different hosts. I had one. We'll talk about maybe at the end. Had one this week that was just having folks on, seeing where it goes. I think part of it, too, comes back to if you're podcasting about something you love, then like for me. It's it's kind of weird. When I was married, my ex-wife kind of pointed out, she goes, you don't, you consume stuff different than anybody I know. Because I'm always, like, if I'm watching a TV show and I'm enjoying it, there is a part of me that goes, can I use that in a podcast? Is there anything in there I can choose? So she's kind of like, do you ever just like, in, like, I remember we'd go out, I do the same thing to musicians. I, I, I am the musician at the back with his arms crossed. And I'd be like, wait a minute, there's there's three-part harmony and there's only two guys on stage. Somebody's cheating. And she's like, can't you just enjoy the music? So um, I had a friend of mine that was a, like a legit, you know, touring comedian. And he said the hardest thing is when he finally quit, he goes, was just turning that off. He goes, because I was always looking like, is that funny? Can I turn that into a joke? And that if you're, I would think if you're doing a topic that you're really not into, then that becomes stress or at least it's not something that you look forward to. So, um, Daniel says here, in other words, you can have fun with a professional podcast and you can make money from a hobbyist podcast, but it's about the primary intentions. I think that's part of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I like the primary. I mean, again, if you pull back and you start getting more general, then of course there's going to be more exceptions to the rules on that. I'm just not sure it's that helpful for us to differentiate between the two. Like, yeah. I don't know if it really matters. Like, so I'm professional. So what? So I'm a hobbyist. So uh, what? Patrick, Patrick doesn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm an enthusiast. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. I, I, I'm going to try and strike hobbyist from the, from the record here. But, um, cause I agree with you, by the way. Um, so what, like, what is that? What, if, if I say I'm one or the other, what does that really do? What does that mean? I don't think it gets me anywhere, you know? Yeah, I don't think we have to differentiate. You didn't get your badge, professional podcaster. I'm a pro. (laughs) You can trust me. I'm a pro. And maybe that's where it comes in um, to play is for folks who are making a living out of this, Dave, you're doing podcast advice. I mean, you need that label for people to trust you. And so maybe that's the catch on this thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mr. Tom Webster says, my stress is from podcasting smack dab in the middle of downtown Boston at my desk. With sirens, dogs, construction. <laughs> I'm not building a studio on my 26th floor. Yeah. Descript Studio. Uh, studio sound in Descript is pretty amazing at uh, 
just cleaning up really bad audio. Really? Oh really? man. Yeah, it's uh, that's the one um, Steve's in the chat room, I believe. Steve Stewart sent me a message once, and I'm not complaining because any message from Steve Stewart is a great message, but he he recorded it in his car. And so it had, you know, car noises in it, you know. And I ran that thing through Studio Sound, and it was like he was sitting in a a studio, hence the name Studio Sound. It was uh, pretty, pretty. I'm, I'm playing more with uh, Descript. I'm, I want to make a, a course, and the more I dig into it, I'm like, oh, does this thing need a course? But uh, there's no really, there's no courses out there. On, well, there's on? I, I'm going through their help stuff. But what is needed is a like everybody says the same thing. Wait, what's a what's a drive? What's a composition? What's a they have like mm-hmm. words and like you just first things first. It's, you know, there's a body, there's an arm, there's an elbow and a wrist. Like people don't even understand how this thing works together. So I'm I'm working on that. But they have a um, I'm now part of their beta group. They have some really cool video stuff. And it's all you do is you put a slash. So if I have a sentence that's this long, so if you're listening to this, picture me holding up my hands, and I put a slash like halfway through the sentence and a slash at the end, now those slashes are like a section, and I can come in here and say, here, drag this image or this B-roll into that, and poof. And I was like, wow. oh, man. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun so far. I'm going to put it to the test because I had – someone record separate video tracks in Squadcast. And she wanted to know how to put them together. And I was like, ooh, I've been playing with video or with audio. I want to, because I've tried using two video tracks in Camtasia. And A, you need a beefy machine to when you're starting to edit multiple tracks of video. And uh, I just thought, hmm, this seemed pretty lightweight in terms of uh, chewing up my computer resources. So I want to do multiple video tracks into script. So I have a member of the school of podcasting. She's going to send me some. So have you seen the art coming out of Jasper? Like the, Mm -hmm. the AI art. Okay. So, you know, there's been over the last couple months, there's been a couple companies that have been working on AI art. You write a description of what you're looking for, send it off and it creates that image for you. It's, it's unique. It's, it's not, it's, it's like you made the art, right? Uh, crayon is uh, crayon.ai is one of the companies that are doing it. That's the very first one I started using. Wait, is and this, then I'm par- so you, you tell it. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I want to pick, I want a photorealistic picture of a man, of an old man wearing a blue shirt with space in the background and the moon rising in the upper left-hand corner. I think this is the one Daniel J. Lewis Somebody had like youth worker on fire and yeah. he and he put that into <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's very possible. Yeah. Uh Jasper, formerly known as uh yeah. Jarvis. Yeah. I wanted to say Jester, but that's the wrong one. Too many J's. So, too many J's. Jasper. Um Crayon with a uh with AI in the middle of it, C R Y or C R A I Y O N, something like that. Crayon.ai does it and it's got a free engine you can use it for. I think there's a version in Jasper. I'm in a part of a Jasper Facebook group, uh, and folks have been posting some of the art out of Jasper. Wow. Like, it's really good. So I was thinking, when you were talking about B-roll and bringing images in, and no video yet, but But, we're creating podcast album art. If you're not good at that kind of stuff, some of this AI art's pretty good. Now, you got to tweak it and work work with it, and there's recipes and some of those kinds of things, but Pretty interesting stuff coming out of Jasper from an art perspective. That's interesting. 
Yeah, I, I guess. And this is all like royalty free. I can use it in yeah, whatever I want. There, what, oh, that's a good question. I don't. I would assume so because Jasper is a creation. You right. Know, it's a. It's creating things for you. I would imagine part of their. You know, when they Jasper also does will write stuff for you. Now you have to have absolutely fact check it. It is not. Sometimes it is not the truth, right? So you have to fact check it. But that they even have a plagiarizer in there, plagiarized checker, pla- pla- plagiarism, yeah. there we go, checker, to say, hey, has this been written? I know we wrote this, but has this been written somewhere else? Um, so there's some cool stuff, um, and, and Daniel says, yeah, it's original art, so you own the license to it. Yeah, so. that's one of the reasons I don't use, I still have a Jasper account. I almost canceled a couple months ago because I kept it kept writing stuff like, did you know that, you know, three out of five dentists prefer Trident? And I was like, wait yeah. a minute, I got to go check that now. And I'm like, and if I got to go do the research, like I was, it just, there was, there were times when that, and again, that could very easily be just user error. I know Daniel had a, I think in uh, the podcast editor Academy, um, there's a thing from Daniel doing a Jasper demonstration. So uh, I know um, speaking of that, just while we're here, um, Sergeant Fred had asked Steve Stewart, who's in the chat room, uh, when is that thing coming back? And I think the answer is when it's ready. Steve right now is at either on the way or at uh, FinCon, which is a uh, conference for, um, as you might imagine, financial people, hence FinCon. And uh, what's great about that is uh, Steve is like Liberace at this thing. Like if you just say, oh, I'll go ask Steve, you don't have to say like Steve who. It's just there's one and only Steve at FinCon, and that is Steve Stewart. So that's the beautiful thing. I uh, thought you were going to say they. You, if you say Steve, he just – you invoke He his appears. Name. He's like Beetlejuice. You have to say it three times. And, uh, Steve Stewart, Steve Stewart. Steve Stewart. <laughs> there <it>. he is. <laughs> um, Gary has a um, – I was going to say Jared. There's another J. Jasper is out. Yeah, Jasper. Jasper. Yeah. Uh, he Jasper. said I shared a blog post with my boss. She thought it was awesome, and I told her it wasn't written by a human. Yeah, it's it does some interesting things. I, it's I just, a little steep though. Like it's a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Like you you better be ready to be using this thing. It's pretty powerful. I've I've you know and they but sign up for it. Try the free tr- free trial. Quit. And then they'll send you a bunch of like, hey, we'll do 50% off for six months or whatever. They'll, they'll come back at you. So that's kind of the way to get involved in it. But it's a very powerful tool. Dave, I wanted to see, like I struggled to get blog posts out. So I wanted to see, could I write a blog post in an hour and, and post it? And I did a couple and they didn't necessarily do any better than anything else I've ever done. So I was like, eh, maybe now is not the time. <laughs> now with this, with this art, I don't know. There's some, I mean, there's some really creativity stuff coming out definitely jasper's art what at least i've seen is way better than crayon and uh and so as i was just impressed by it it's like dang i should dang i should and you know now with descript and now otter otter.ai right we've talked about them before transcriptions right you put your well, put your the other your, thing down at the moment but. yeah i think it's this month that if you're going to use Otter, you need to lock in your yearly subscription because they're yeah. changing their price in not a good way at all. It was significant like, if you're paying month to month. Right? Yeah, it, uh, so it, make sure you just pay annually over there at Otter. Yeah, I forget um, what the de- it stays the same for annual pricing. Yeah, and, it, and it's like if you do this and that, uh, it was nine ninety nine to sixteen ninety nine if you're paying monthly. Yeah, and they for, were like the you, you get like sixteen. 
hundred minutes or something ridiculous, but you can only upload 12 files. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to work for me because I upload tons of little itty bitty files and things like that. And I was just like, and then they said, well, if you, if you order, you know, if you lock in your yearly um, price, then you, you keep the current, you're grandfathered in for a year, by the way. So in a year, I'll have to find a new transcription service. Uh, Neil says a uh, great quote from the week. If you're the kind of writer who can be replaced by an AI, you're not a writer. Yes, you're a typer. I am a typer. Yeah. I am a typer. Yeah. Let's yeah. be really clear. I am a typer yeah. and I need some help with that. So we've, um, we've offended DR by using the word hobby and we're talking about AI copywriting. So now Neil's going to leave. Patrick was who we yeah. offended. Well, yeah, <laughs> we've offended many people. We're, we're, we're offenders this yeah. morning. Um, oh, one of the, there's a new beta in Otter that takes your your transcripts and gives you headers for it. So it'll say, Ooh. hey, at this time you were talking about this. Because Otter's really trying to compete in the meeting space. In other mm. words, record a meeting and then we'll summarize the meeting for you, which I think is actually pretty smart. A lot of companies would pay for that. So I just I just noticed that happening. We we dropped in a, um, a you know, and I use this at work. I use Otter for work. And uh, it, it, it produced a, and I, of course I can't find it now, but it produced this beta um, headers for me. And I thought, you know what, that might actually help me with my show notes. So I yeah. could get that transcription, grab the summary of it, copy and paste that in, and then just edit that. Cause I'm a typer. <laughs> I'm not a writer. I'm a well, typer. <laughs> that's what I use Otter for most of the time is yeah. I will get done with an episode. If I want to put like timestamps in, I'll just run the finished episode in Otter, come back, and and when it changes speakers or whatever paragraphs, it can have a timestamp, and I'll be like, okay, at such and such, we talked about this and that, and uh, the the good news is the the votes are in. Uh, Patrick Keller says, I still like you, so we can continue our <laughs> offending. So sorry, Patrick. Sorry. Um, yeah, Gary says I like uh, Otter for recording speakerphone calls, researching blogs. Yeah, I use it a lot for editing. If I'm looking for a quote, uh, I know. Um, I forget there was a show and it was like, let's say it was 50 minutes long and they had one little like, you know, two minutes snippet. And I was like, Oh, I know it's in here. I want to talk about it. I want to see. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to waste 50 minutes. I'll throw it into otter, go make lunch, come back, do a quick, you know, find kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to go. Can it's, I, can I, can I show this? No, this, no, yeah. uh, this here, let's, let's bring it in here. So, um, here's a call to coach that I did. Um, oh, I think I did this one on Tuesday or Wednesday. So drop this in and you can see it's, uh, it's 22 minutes long. And then if you click these takeaways, there's a, a button up here. It's it, called takeaways. Hmm. It pops out an outline and then you can start, start saying, here's the welcome to the special edition of call to coach, which that's pretty cool. Picked it up from what I said. And then it, it's what it's finding is some of the questions that I'm asking. What were some of your favorite features of the package? How do you remember where to find everything in the system? What uh, What's outside of your top five or top 10 that you can use to leverage in this report? How did you create these reports? So it's finding the questions and then time stamping them for me, which is pretty interesting. And I, I just started digging into this, so I don't have a lot on it. But I did have a thought like, hmm. Maybe for, for my Home Gadget Geeks podcast, because I, I write terrible show notes for that show because I'm a hobbyist. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so oh, and, I, and I'm a typer. <laughs> I'm a hobbyist typer. And, um, 
I just offending everybody today. So it's uh it it's if you've if you got and I'm on the pro plan at um at Otter, but or yeah, at Otter. So give it to give it a look if you're using it. It's a it's in beta. That's uh interesting because that comes in yeah. handy. That's the thing I was kind of bummed because in Descript they have a thing called a marker, and it's not like a marker in audio where it, it stays with the audio, but it's just a marker and it's same thing. It adds a heading, which is again very easy to then find the uh the whatever you're looking for. DR said a word that I'm dying to find. I, I want to play with it soon. Um Cap Show. Um Deidre. I think that's how you say her name. It's not like Didi on the podcast, but anyway, um she has a, a brilliant and her husband have a brilliant Australian accent. I'm actually not so crazy about the show notes they do on their own podcast. This is from what I understand, you upload I guess the episode and it creates its own show notes and all sorts of stuff. It does your laundry. It takes your mom to like, it's crazy. And, um, I, I was a beta tester and then didn't test it. And she let me know that she's like, yeah, you, cause I said, Hey, like, can I like either get a demo or play with it? She's like, well, you were a beta tester. And she goes, except, uh, yeah, you kind of forgot to test it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, so, um, yeah, he would get called out on. Stuff yeah. Like I was that. like, oops, but she's awesome. And, uh, I do plan on playing with that. Cause it sounds Interesting, but again, oh, by the way, um, I just went to the grocery store. Did you know Frosted Flakes now with AI? It's true. <laughs> everything, yeah. everything. You know I, what I mean? I believe it. You it know. comes with a. It comes with a package of AI. Is that what you're I saying? I think that's is it. That the, that's the toy in in Frosted. Flakes everything now? is AI. That's almost like you know what I mean. It's just like no, you're right. You're right. It's, it's no, you're totally right. I it's, get, We throw that around. We th- listen. We, Use AI. It's AI. Oh, this is AI. Yeah. You're like, no, that's just a routine. Like, it's just a program, you know, for some of it. There is some, this machine learning is the same, is in the same boat. We, right. you know, the all the nerds are like, oh, yeah, it's machine learning. I'm going to train the system, you know, and you're like, really? Yeah. Sure. So, and, and in some cases, yes, it really is. But I think you're right. I think we throw this AI, you know, these glasses have AI in them. And you're like, yeah, I don't think they do. I, there was one, there's a sponsor podcast movement that I have to check out because, and I'll have to censor myself here. Their booth had one sentence and it said with an asterisk, of course, uh, F you oh. pay me. Yeah. That was it. Big purple thing. F you pay me. And I was like, so I have to, they had a domain. I have to go. Cause I remember I went to the domain and it was nothing but a form. And I was like, that's not a great first impression. Um, so, um, wait, we're talking a out. <laughs> Dan says, uh, now reminds me of when everything was about the cloud. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Business intelligence was another one of those that like 15 years ago, every, everything was BI business intelligence. That's business intelligence. It's like, that's just reporting. Like it's just a re- BI. It's just a report. No, no, it's business intelligence. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tom you Webster. So. See, I knew cause he just keeps getting better and better because of that machine learning. <laughs> He he goes. I was replaced in 2012. He's just that's it. It's Tom Webster now with AI. The, the bot. He is actually just a bot. That's it. He's Tom kind of Webster bot. Yeah, um, that would be fun. The Tom Webster bot. Ask him a question about data, and it would, it would just, it would, it would pull it back. You know, hey, how many, how many podcasters are in Tanzania? Is that even a country? It is now. Sounds good. Throw on a Gazdan at the end of that and you got it. (laughs) I think I just made up a country. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, 
if you're listening to us on Wisdom, we are using the Wisdom app today. We have 19 people, and I should mention that if you uh, if you want to ask a question, uh, I think you raise your hand or do something of that nature, and we'll be happy to bring you on stage. And uh, we have plenty of questions in the chat room. And of course, if you want to jump in just like DR did, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com uh, slash join. And uh, we do want to take this second to, you know, I just love this music. It just sounds like, you know, somebody out in Montana. We went down. Anyway, uh, we want to thank our awesome supporters. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. Uh, oh, I can't hear. We have to turn off the music. I forgot about this. We want to thank all the awesome supporters that joined this morning that we mentioned earlier. Meanwhile, uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you'd like to try PodPage, that's my affiliate link. Go to trypodpage.com. If you want to learn PodPage, go over to, you guessed it, learnpodpage.com. And if you just can't get enough Jim Collison, go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And of course, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting. Now complete with Dave in your pocket. That's right. Unlimited. I need to come up with a fun phrase. That's why I'm calling it Dave in your pocket. Because unlimited, time-shifted, one-on-one consulting is a bit wordy. You know, but you I'm not sure I'd use Dave in your pocket. Dave in your pocket. Yeah, that sounds a little creepy. All right. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, uh, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. Yeah, Patrick says, uh, this is funny. Wisdom is basically, yeah, Clubhouse, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I grabbed it, but haven't used it much. Yeah, it's it's Clubhouse, except the difference is when people come on stage, you can set a time like, hey, everybody that comes on stage gets five minutes. So that when you get a podcaster who can't get to the point, well, but they can then come back up on stage. So, uh, but Patrick says, uh, this is going to go down in history. Like the reporter in the nineties video going, wait, what's the internet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So always fun, filled and exciting. So yeah, if you do, well, at least a, we tried, at least yeah, we, tried. We, we tried dog on it. Um, the, Oh, uh, speaking of being stressful, uh, somebody also asked the big three, what are the three biggest things that will make you choose not, uh, to listen to a podcast? And according to this person, I am researching this topic at a request of one of my clients. So I was like, I love it when people do, um, what do you call that? When you research your potential customer, um, there's a name for it. I can't remember what it is, Yeah, but it's I, escaping I, me. I always love when people do that in, you know, podcast analysis. Yeah, where they like, hey, what's your biggest pain when it comes to podcasting? And I'm like, somebody wants somebody wants to create a new. Uh, um, there you go. I have the right button now. Uh, nice. Yeah. So, hey, uh, everybody, we should give because uh, he's awesome. Um, the one and only Steve Stewart attended today live in person, along with Tom Webster and along with everybody else. We got uh, 28 people in the chat room. So uh, have fun at. Uh, you know, I actually I ran by. It's the sh- oh, I thought it's not. But it's Andreas. If Andreas was at Podcast Movement, I would have shaken his hand. Andreas, has anyone ever talked told you you look like the Sham Man? There's a guy on YouTube, <laughs> except his beard is gray. And when I first saw your your icon come up, I was like, oh, it's the Sham Man. I meant to uh, talk to him at Podcast Movement, walked by his booth multiple times, and then never did. It's always interesting. It, it, Podcast Movement is a little bit, or PodFest, or any, it's always a little bit like a wedding like you see all your guests and you're like, oh, I'll talk yeah. to you later. And then um, you never do. Yeah. The iHeart party. Here's the thing. It was one, one takeaway from podcast movement. And we're not going to talk about the thing that everybody wants to talk about. So if you bring up the thing that, no, we're not going there today. Um, feel free to argue you know, on Twitter and Facebook. Um, 
But the one thing, and, and I'm, this is not a put down of John. It was just a, a, an observation. John Lee Dumas, big deal. I mean, he's, you know, big deal. He is. He's an awesome. Like, there's a guy, millions of dollars and great content, trendsetter, right? He was walking around the, the halls, and I, I flashed back to, I think it was PodFest or Podcast Movement, and literally John was sitting in a corner at a table, and I kind of expected him to go, yeah, you, can, you can kiss the ring. Because, I mean, literally people are just lining up just to say, hey, John, thank you. And John was walking around, and yeah, there were people, old schoolers, they're like, John, great to see you, but he wasn't mobbed before. And... When I went to the iHeart party, which included uh, like fog, which is the best, right? So you got lasers and fogs and everybody's jumping in unison and that whole nine yards. So it is a much younger crowd because the people that started 15 years ago when they were 25 are now 40 with kids and can't come to podcast movement. Maybe if they're doing it as an enthusiast, that might be a thing. And so that was one of my things I was, I, I ran into a lot of people, and I'm like, tell me about your show. And what they said is, oh, I'm the music director of the Blah Blah Show on Wondery. I'm the, like, I kept kind of going, where are the actual people that talk into the microphones? And the fact that everybody was 25 to 30-ish, at least at that party. And that's where I was like, these are the, and number one, they were partying hard. And I'm like, okay, these are not people that... That have, have to, to be up in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, this is not somebody who's not talking tomorrow. So it just seemed, we've always said that podcast movement is a little more industry and that's not a negative thing. It just is. But I just was kind of like, um, yeah, I was talking with Jen Briney from congressional dish and a, a bunch of just, you know, um, Jonathan Oaks from trivia warfare. Yeah. Uh, Troy price there was there from, uh, the blacklist exposed, but there was a whole new group, which we want. We want podcasting to grow. It was just interesting that, like, here's the thing. And again, absolutely no disrespect. Adam Curry was there, right? The guy that invented the thing that you are here on. And it's kind of hard to say because these rooms were huge. Because you have to, I mean, it's a big hotel because you got probably somewhere between two and 3,000 people coming. But I expected that room to be packed I also kind of expected podcast movement to promote that a little more like, Hey, Adam Curry is here and his room was like, you know, okay. Filled, but it just, it, I was like, you know, and like, and we were talking about this and somebody said, I bet half the people here, a don't care. Cause I mean, I don't need to know the history of the car to drive one. And so consequently they may not know who Adam Curry is besides, Oh, I Googled him. I think he was on MTV kind of thing. So um, that was one thing I was just, and again, it's not a bad thing. It's just an observation of like, okay, which you expected to get younger. Cause again, new people are getting into it. So it was just kind of a uh, different. Well, the talent's getting, I mean, the talent's raising and, and I don't know for, I mean, if you've got a distributed podcast in the sense that you have talent and you have a developer, you've got a, you've got writers and you've got editors and you've got producers, the talent not, isn't necessarily, I, I don't know if that talent necessarily gets a lot out of a podcast movement. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Could be. But the 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 back the back of the house, which we were talking about earlier, front of the house, back of the house. The back of the house, I think, really, really benefits from being around others who are actually doing the engineering of podcasting, right? The building, the developing, the deploying, some of those kinds of things. So 
that that may be a situation where it's just not drawing the 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 big names because of course maybe they're off doing other things right or or uh, uh, what have you so yeah I don't know I, that's uh, we're guessing and speculating on that but um, you know certainly good Dave if you say the crowd is younger that bodes well yeah. for podcasting right it's not old guys like me you know out there get off my lawn you know doing those do, doing that kind of stuff but it is um if we do have a younger a younger influence in this and there may be um, that that's good that's a good sign yeah it, it it was just it's a different kind of vibe and i actually the one day was interesting because i looked at uh daniel j lewis and i said i need to go meet somebody absolutely new tomorrow because i'm horrible at meeting strangers and so mm-hmm. i did i sat down at a table and had an interesting conversation and was talking with somebody who was a relationship expert that was interesting. Here's the fun thing. When you're at a podcast event, there's almost a, a built-in intimacy. Like I kind of feel like I know you cause you're a podcaster. And this guy started talking uh, extremely graphically about sexual acts. And I was like, okay, so we're just going to go there for a second. And I was like, well, he kind of figures that, uh, you know, that's, that's the deal there. So it was a little, that was one. Uncomfortable. That, yeah. A little uncomfortable. Yeah. Let's see. What, have, hey, how did the rain, like it rained like oh, 50 inches in De- in Dallas yeah. on the day before. And they were saying you, you can't get into the city and, and, and flights were canceled. How did that affect the, uh, the show? Yeah. A lot of people had Mike Dell got stranded in Chicago. My first uh, I, I wake up, I look at my app, and it says, hey, it's on schedule. I'm like, cool, because American Airlines told me the night before, hey, you you might have issues with your flight tomorrow. So I drive to Cleveland. It's about 45 minutes. I get there, and they go, oh, yeah, that's been canceled. And I was like, what? <laughs> and Because their, their emails always say, you can do this in the app. And so I use the app. I go to Cleveland. It's canceled. She's like, yeah, you should have looked at your email. And I was like, wait a minute. But I so I ended up going to Dallas via New York. Uh, which was a bit of a uh, of a fun show because it was delayed and delayed and delayed. So I actually the the pay resistance here was I got on the plane at six o'clock and sat on the the runway for an hour before it took off. So I got there about ten o'clock, but I had somebody in uh, the Lips and Slack group that said, "Hey, uh, we just saw this on on social. Somebody was driving into Dallas in an Uber and their car floated into the guardrail." So from what I understand, it was like cray-cray kind of rain because they hadn't had any rain since May, and then they had like 12 inches in five hours or something like that. And the other thing was, and Dan says this, it was creepy. It was like plague-ish, tons of crickets. Like I remember we'd we'd go out to dinner, and you'd come back, and I don't know why they were – they appeared to be just on the sidewalk, but you would have like eight inches – like a, an eight inch strip, like somebody just spray painted gray on the sidewalk, and it was crickets. And the thing I hated about them is, much like grasshoppers, you cannot predict which way they're going to jump. And so there were times, and they kept squeaking, and they just crickets everywhere on like a, it was just weird. And I had one like jump up and got in my hair, so that about every five seconds after that, you're just kind of going, D-d-d-d-d-d! and you're like, oh, it's, it's not there. So yeah, that was creepy. But uh, yeah, so. The other thing I need to start doing is I could have attended – no, I actually would have been late. But I could have attended – Steve had that podcast academy editors thing, edit, podcast editors academy. They had a whole thing on if you're in podcasting, 
like if you're a you know podcast manager, if you're a consultant, if you're whoever. Uh, and I, I was like, I can't attend that because I'll have to be uploading or, or setting up the Libsyn booth. Well, I didn't set up the Libsyn booth till the following day at three o'clock. And I also found out that the last day was kind of a half day. So I could have flown out at night. So I need to start looking at the schedules because I'm noticing PodFest does this a lot where the day before the event isn't kind of a, it's like, hey, here's your day where you can uh, get your badge and all that other fun stuff. So, which I don't really need to come in the, because I always come in the day before. Well, but when the first day is really kind of a very light day, I, I need to, uh, you know, save, uh, in this case, lips in the price of a hotel room. So. Any from from the the time there, Dave. Anything else? Any, any other takeaways as you think about what you heard or what you saw? Well, there was one. I was kind of bummed because they packed up early. Oh, we actually have somebody uh, waiting to the guest waiting. Uh, let me answer oh, this question. Yeah. We'll bring Let's you in. Sh- okay. uh, bring them in now. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So somebody is so Chris is going to come on stage. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, so he's uh, guest is joining. I love the fact that they give you a countdown in three, two, one. So. Uh, Chris, thanks for uh, coming on board here, and uh, thanks for waiting. And uh, what can we help you with? Yes. So, but I'm just now getting to the point where I feel like my podcast is, you know, ready. Even though it's, I'm not sure the world is ready for this particular podcast. My experience now is I've been doing it for six years. Okay. And and I'm over just now over two thousand loads. Now, I don't know what a typical podcast, um, I mean, I've listened to now hundreds and hundreds, literally, of different podcasts, um, and they all seem geared towards helping people like this app, this Wisdom app, mm-hmm. which, you know, I am, I'm trying to entertain people. I'm trying to do it, you know, with, a, you know, not a, not a, no slapstick, really, no. Okay. Uh, it's just wry humor and observation. And it's about a time travel story. And what's the goal of the show? Is this, uh, are, are you a podcast enthusiast? Or are you looking to turn this into some kind of business or a book deal? Or what's, why did you start your podcast? Everything. You know, I'd like to get some recognition. What I'd really like to do is earn just a little bit of a living from it, you know, just a supplemental thing. Cause Got it. So there's so, a lot of science. In- so Chris, what's the, what's the question? You've given us a lot of background. What's the, what's the question? how to reach out to people that are like you and without seeming needy or like I'm cutting the line to get people to say, Hey, give this guy a listen. There's, you know, like going to be 1% of the people that are going to be interested in this. Well, there are not this week, but next week I am going to do an episode on all these places. If you want to advertise your show, in different apps, you could do that. I am not the guy to, cause I, you know, nothing against nonfiction. I am a, or I'm sorry, nothing against fiction. I am a nonfiction. I'm a very logical kind of guy. I want to take notes when I'm listening to a podcast. And most of the, the fiction shows I listen to are way too much into the sound effects and the soundscaping and the story, which is the heartbeat of a fiction podcast is not that good. And I don't care how many times I can hear somebody walk down the steps and the ooh-ah-ooh music. I'm like, no, if it, it's all about the story. Um, so I would find, you know, uh, Sarah Werner over at Girl on Space, or um, uh, he's not in the room today. Kyle Bondo is really into fictional podcasts. Um, but basically, find somebody who who should like your show 
and ask them for some honest feedback, I think would be step one. Because really, when it comes to promoting your show, it boils down to who is this for, where are they, make friends with them, and then tell them about your show. Because if you find out who they are and where they are, and then come over and go, hey, I have a podcast, they're like, who is this spamming fool? So you have to make friends with them. The first thing I always say, but if you're trying to promote your show, go get some feedback. Because if you're promoting a show that's not going to resonate with your audience, then you're just wasting your time buying Facebook ads and things like that. So, Oh, yeah. Well, I, like I said, I, at this point, I don't – I want to earn from it. I don't want to spend any more money. Right. It. But so. but if it's not any – if it's not doing what you want it to do, if it's not connecting with an audience, it doesn't do any good to promote it because the world's just going to find out that this isn't quite ready yet sooner. So – I would find somebody not named mom um, or, you know, Gary, the guy you grew up with to, to get some feedback on the show. And then I, um, again, if you can email support at com, if you go into settings in the bottom left-hand corner and then go into distribution, I believe is the button, make sure you're in all the different directories. So there's Ghana, there's uh boom play. There's all sorts of uh, new ones that we've just added Make sure you're in, in the big four, Apple, Google, Spotify, and uh, Amazon. And from there, the other thing you can do is ask your audience, hey, if you're enjoying this show, and you have to do this slowly, specifically, and confidently, say, hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode of such and such. If you know somebody else that enjoys this kind of fiction, could you do me a favor? It would just mean the world to me. Could you share this right now? Just go to your phone and do that. And then, uh, yeah, Jim is holding up, uh, you can't see it because you're on, but on YouTube, Jim is holding up my book, Profit from Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Listeners into Livelihoods. So um, available at ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. So thank you, Jim. Jim, you look like you had something to say. Yeah, Chris, you got to treat it like any, if you're going to, if you want to make money off of this, you got to treat it like any small business. So, you know, you've got to make the connections. You got to find your your audience. You got to find that something of value to give to them that they'll pay you for if you're if you're going to expect that some money back and and then you gotta just work it like a job and you got to be faithful to it and by the way it may not work plenty of small businesses start every day here uh in the united states and around the world and they just don't work so if you get to a point where you feel like yeah this isn't working you're gonna have to move on to something else i think everybody thinks their idea is great and it should make money and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you're too early. Sometimes you're too late. Sometimes you didn't you didn't get lucky on some of the you know on 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 some of the breaks. Sometimes you didn't work it enough or in the right spaces. Uh, and, and so at some point, you got to kind of write a cutoff to say, okay, I'm going to do this for this long, and then if it doesn't catch on, I'm going to move on to something else because it it you know you, you can always continue to do it just because you like it. But one of your goals is to make some money off of it. Definitely have an exit strategy if it doesn't work. So you're not, if that's the case, you're not, you know, burning a bunch of time on something that's not getting there. Yeah. In in the talk about value for value, which is the whole streaming Bitcoin thing, they said, okay, step one is to set up your show to receive Bitcoin. Step two is you have to let your audience know. And so this is where you have to, you know, if you want to make money, if you want people to donate, if you want people to buy something, you have to ask them. And I, I'm not sure if you do, you're doing in the last 30 seconds. And the one thing I learned from those stats I looked at for my presentation 
is if you're doing your call to action in the last minute of your show, nobody is hearing it. Because the minute you say, hey, thanks so much for tuning, they're gone. They're already, the minute you say, thanks so much for, they're gone. So, yeah. Although, although Dave, I get, we get a lot of engagement. I just put mine at the Yeah, I'm going to say. We get a lot of engagement that way, especially for folks that are in the car. They, they're, they don't have a hands free. I mean, they're driving. So they just let it go to the end to go to the next podcast. They hear that enough. They hear that CTA enough and they'll, they'll kind of act yeah. on it. So, yeah. But so, again, Chris, you, hope- you have a CTA, which is, is good. Because yeah, cool. some people don't, or if you go to their website, can you subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app? Or are you right. just promoting Apple? Right. You know, it's there's there's a lot of things into it. Um, if you want to make money with your podcast, it's not a bad idea to, to start an email list because, A, as DR was saying at the beginning of the show, it's hard to get people just to open up email. But if they do, they're one click away <laughs> yeah. from doing something. Yeah. So, yeah. Chris, thanks for jumping in. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for stopping yeah. in. Thanks, Chris. Great to meet sure. you. Sure. Good. You bet. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Sounds super yeah. interesting. I'm a time. I'm a uh, Dave. I'm kind of a time traveler guy myself. I kind of mm-hmm. like that genre. So, and timing is everything on some of these, oh, you know. Dude. And and you know, I uh, let's let's take for example the phenomena that is Ted Lasso, right? Uh, just right during the pandemic, mm-hmm. Ted Lasso came out. Everybody loves it. It's a huge success. Ted Lasso is actually an idea that's 10 years old. Like, you know, uh, he, he was doing that on, uh, as part of a, a comedy gig. Um, uh, it, there was a little character like that on Saturday night live, right? It's not an, it wasn't a new idea. It, it wasn't, I mean, the, the Ted Lasso character that they did wasn't a smashing success the way it was now back then. It was, he was probably just now they didn't do a show around it. It was just a spot. It was just a gig, but it didn't quite have the following that it does today for whatever reason, put that show together. They're having great success with it right now. Right. Um, so sometimes timing is important. And, and by the way, just cause it's, it wasn't destined to be great. <laughs> they didn't know when they put this together, when Apple plus paid for this to put this together, they took a real chance. This could have been a real, there's, hundreds of flops on Apple plus or on Netflix oh, or on yeah. prime or right. There's hundreds of them in, 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 in Hollywood and in the industry, if it's not working, they cut it loose and do something different. And I think sometimes Dave, we hang on to these things. If we, if, if we're doing it for monetary success, we hang on to them way too long. You know, you're like, yeah, this isn't working. Like cut it loose. I know it's your baby, but cut it loose and do something different. And that's what the industry does. If that's what you're looking for. So, yeah. There's a good chance Ted Lasso never would have seen the light of day. Well, it I, did. I it think was it was a, I think ESPN like did a commercial, like it was yeah. a, a yeah. kind of, and it was like, and somebody said, that's pretty funny. We should turn it into a thing. Yeah. But that was 10 years ago. Yeah. The, um, I, the fun thing about timing is when I look at Michael J. Fox's, um, what do you call it? Charity uh, or his, whatever that foundation. And then I look at UNICEF and I look at uh, the American Cancer Society and all these other different foundations. You know who contacted them first about a podcast? Mm-mm. Dave Jackson. Oh, back in like 2006. Yeah, yeah. Way too soon. They had no they idea. They weren't what, ready for. Yeah, it. and I yeah. wasn't apparently very good at 
explaining the benefits or whatever. But I go back now and I'm like, oh, they have a podcast. They have a podcast. They have. A, I'm like, yeah. But I was. I can guarantee you, I was the first person that knocked on their door because I'm like, you. I remember UNICEF. I'm like, you guys have all these great stories from around the world about how you're helping people. I go, if you could, you know, equip people with a microphone and maybe record some of these a little bit it would make that person go from being words on a page to wow, that actually exists. And, um, so, um, anyway, uh, here we go. Um, I haven't seen this one yet. Marco. I'm not sure I'm familiar with Marco Timpano. The, he wants to know any ideas about the book, 25 things I wish I knew before I started my podcast. I haven't read it yet. Um, what would you say to that? What do you think is in the book, Jim? Uh, probably some things around planning, like plan more, uh, probably preparation in there of getting ready to, to do it. There's probably, I bet there's five things on the psychology of don't psych yourself out on this. You know, if it were me, I'd say practice more before, before you make your first one, right. Actually practice it. Um, you know, or or do it takes, it's going to take way more more time time than than you you thought. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to promote it. It's not a, uh, you know, so many people still kind of fall into the, if I build it, they will come. And I'm like, mm, I'm not saying that doesn't work, but I'm saying, um, it doesn't work. It might yeah. listen. It won't get, it won't go anywhere if you don't promote it. Exactly. <laughs> we know that for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, don't listen to podcast, uh, coach, you know, coaches. They're not, they don't really know what they're talking about. A lot that of them don't. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> I had somebody, to, well, I saw somebody in Facebook. They're like, I just got hired as a podcast consultant. How any tips on launching? And my head exploded. My head, I was just like, how, how are you getting a client? And I'm knocking on doors and like, for the record, that that was a question I got at podcast movement was Dave, do you ever get turned down to speak? Cause I was speaking there. I go, I haven't spoken a podcast movement in two years. Um, so anyone thinking that because, you know, and I will use your phrase, the Dave Jackson, I'm like, no, I get turned down all the time. So, um, which I just means maybe I need to start reading uh, sales books and marketing books. I don't know. Um, well, that's the current climate too. And some of the things that are going oh. on and, you know, some of the, the, those, even that we, we get, I get, um, uh, asked all the time because we have a summit that we do every year at Gallup and yeah. how do I get in on that thing? And right now you don't mm. like, we're not, we're just not taking ex- external speakers at this point. People so desperately want to speak at that thing and use it as a launch pad. And I, I kind of get that. I, not, I don't know if that's always the way it works just because you're going around speaking and being the authority yeah. on things. I don't, you know, anyways. Craig says, in in regards to the twenty five things I wish I knew, speak to your partner, explain how much time yeah. it'll take. Yeah, um, my partner was actually glad it took me away from her for a while. <laughs> like, get away from me, go do something, get a hot, get a enthusiastic <laughs> thing to do. You almost said the H word, man. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying right. to change here. I can change. I'm a man. I can change if I have to. Well, here's here's the other fun thing that I want to do. Um, if somebody could Google Marco Timpano, like I'm always interesting to see books about podcasting, and then you Google like in this case Marco Timpano podcast, and you find out that they don't have a podcast. Like you know, it's like hey, how to. How to start a podcast and quit your day job in, you know, six hours or something ridiculous. And then you Google it 
and uh you know there's there's no podcast by that person so but it, yes. they say in his it at marcotimpano.com it says award winning podcaster well that's you know hey um, hey I'm a top uh did you know I'm a top you, uh Amazon uh book uh author thing I have the screenshot to 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 he's prove got, it. he has four podcasts the okay. insomnia project every place is the same eat and drink born on this day so those okay, are good. four. That's what he's got linked. That's there we just go. I'm just reading off his site. So be fair, Dave. Be well, fair. I'm just saying there there are plenty Don't throw of them under the bus. Yeah, there are plenty of times <laughs> that I will, you know, somebody will be giving podcast advice. Um, you know, I think You're right. D, like DR has a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know. I hope so. Yeah. So I, that, you know. Yeah. DR, do you have a podcast? What's your podcast? <laughs> I thought she had one. But that's the thing I was like you know, kind of scratch my head. Like I wouldn't buy, I wouldn't take my car to a mechanic that didn't have a car kind of thing. Also, if you're a, if you, if you're a podcast, whatever worker, um, and you understand the power of podcasting, why wouldn't you have a podcast to promote your services? Um, so just a thought. Maybe you don't have time. Maybe you're so That's busy. That's it. You're so busy. I remember the very first, I think it was called the sales podcast. It was something really just simple and and just duh of a title. And I forget the guy's name, but he uh, had to quit his podcast because his podcast brought him so much business that he couldn't do his podcast. And he was the guy that was like, he goes, I'm getting around all the gatekeepers. He goes, this is amazing. That whole nine yards, which leads into another fun topic I wanted to talk about. Um, I've always said I will leave overcast over my cold dead hands, but I have been playing with other apps and I started playing with podverse at podverse.com. And it's a whole thing like you you subscribe to all your shows and then all the episodes are in a list and you then say, oh, add this to the queue and you can make playlists and things like that. And so the the interesting thing about that is your title. Like when you see a good title, like, oh, I want to hear that versus episode 16 or whatever. And so I say that because that's a really good title of a book, 25 Things I Wish I Knew Before I Started My Podcast. Makes you want to read it and that whole nine yards. Yeah, DR says, well, I had a podcast called The Boomer Side. Well, that's good. So she's been there, done that. And I'm getting one prepared called The Alumni. Oh, that's right. She's, remember, we talked to her a while back mm-hmm. about the uh, her show for her alumni thing. Um, Scott Kenneth. Oh, hey, this will be fun. Let's talk to my buddy from high school. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, Nip Dog, what's up, buddy? Okay. If you say something now, yeah. wow, uh, that, that got really loud. Yeah. Um, do you do you, uh any? Who are we talking to? First this day? Who this is my to? buddy Scott uh, that I've known for uh, since like sixth grade. And right. this is what happens when you don't put your phone on Do Not Disturb, and you're doing. God, a live does podcast. it surprise you that Dave has <laughs> that Dave has brought you into a live podcast? Is that surprising to you at all? No. It's <laughs> uh, great, um, great to meet. So you. when he says fifth grade, that was like uh, fifteen years ago or so. Yeah, <laughs> I wish ten, maybe ten yeah, years ago. More like forty, right? More yeah. like forty. Um, so, yeah. All right. it, well, it, I'll let you go, man. Well, I I have one question. Is it shocking yes. that I ended up being a podcaster? No, no, not at all. Like, uh, like back then, they didn't have anything like this. But as the technology developed, you know, I thought, hmm, that sounds like something Dave might be good at. Yeah. 
We, well, that's, talking about nonsense. Yeah, Scott and I used to make cassette right. tapes. He, <laughs> Scott and I would make cassette tapes and send them to my brother <laughs> in Atlanta. So I guess oh, in a way right. we, we were podcasting that's via awesome. cassette tapes. So all right, man, I'll let yeah, you go. Exactly. <laughs> great, <laughs> great to meet you, Scott. Great to meet you. <laughs> all right, well, that was fun. Fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Uh, SP asks, can you listen to music while you edit? I can't. When I edit... I can't. I thought I would be able to. I, when I got a job at Libsyn, I was like, "This is going to be great. I'm going to listen to podcasts all day." And I actually, I know this sounds weird. I have to think at my job. Like now, there are some. Like if somebody comes in and goes, "Hey, I see where my uh, I let my credit card expire and my show's been suspended. How do I get it back?" I don't have to think about that one. I'm just like, "Okay, here it is. Your show's been reactivated. Thank you." But unfortunately, not every show was that. We had a thing um, on Friday where somebody somebody's credit card got hacked. And um, so that was, that was a fun thing to get into with security with uh, Stripe and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. um, so, and I noticed this, uh, you know, I don't know if we, we don't have time for Jim to, to nerd out, but I just know I'm running into more and more things that are like, you need to double whatever we have to send a code to the thing. I know there's a double two factor, two factor. Yes. Two factor authorization. Everything is going to that. And I was like, hackers must've got better or something because, and they're, they're very persistent. Like everything at Libsyn now is two factor authors. Uh, oh, for sure. And yeah. it's, make sure you have two factor turned on everything, everything, everything. Did I say everything Turn two factor on. So what you're everything. saying is everything should be two factor. Everything. Okay. Everything should have, if it has it, if it doesn't have it, don't use it. If right. it does have it, turn it on because it's it's super important. And I know we have just a couple minutes left, but if you some are implementing it better than others, but it is it's one of those things. And it doesn't make it foolproof, but it does really reduce your odds of someone accessing your account without you authorizing it. So make sure. And and listen, there's a lot of a lot of weird social stuff that's going on around getting. You know, you think, oh, well, that account, you know, that, that it, it's, that's not, that, that's not that important. I'll just leave it single factor because that's more convenient. It's like if someone gets access to that, then they, sometimes it'll get them access to something else and something else. So just get two factor, just use it if they have it. And if you're on a site and you haven't checked it, go into the settings, go to security, choose, Hey, what's the two factor. If they don't have it, you should ask them why. And then if it's important and they don't have it, stop using it. Like it's, it's, it's that important. There's so much security problems today. So make sure you get that enabled. Yeah. That was the cool thing at podcast movement is I woke up and my phone was like your iPad is being used. And I was like, wait, what? Nobody's home. And so I literally got off the elevator. Well, first I logged in and like disengaged my iPad or something like that. Changed the password. And I went downstairs and there was the guy from Apple. I'm like, hey, should I be worried about this? He's like, eh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be worried about it. He's like, but he goes, is it plugged in? It might have just updated. And I was like, that's a very possible thing. So uh, I I use LastPass. What do you use, Jim? For- yeah, La- LastPass. And Craig asked, you know, they just had a, some of their code got got taken. Mm. No passwords were, I mean, the way they implement passwords, they don't even have your password. Right. So, um you know, the, the, uh, are they secure? Y- y- yes. And if you have LastPass, you should have two factor turned on for LastPass, yeah. Yeah. which means, right. It, it's just not your, your password, but you've also got to authenticate in with something from your phone. So is it secure? Yeah. I think it's as secure as possible. A lot of those password 
managers are big targets because they have such valuable the the appearance of such valuable information. Anybody who's doing it right is hashing all those passwords anyways, and they don't really exist on the system without a hash. And if you don't have hash, you're not really having a good time. So the the you know the the you you just just make sure be smart about some of the things that you're doing. And I I realize we're out of time, but I <laughs> we begged people to send in a question. Yeah, and we got one. Oh, so okay. we're we're gonna we're gonna yeah, let's stay a few minutes late. We got right. time. Hi there, this is Michael Kroos. I hope you can hear me because I'm just talking directly into my computer. My question for the day is, how come you have really cool t-shirts that you wear? This will go to Dave Jackson. Have a great day. I guess, Jim, your t-shirts are not cool. I don't know. I think no, you have cool shirts. No, they're, they're pedestrian. Um, like this one says Akron Podcast. You can't see it because my name's in the way. Um Everyone that says don't be boring, things like that. That is courtesy of my friends at uh, T Public is one place. I, I will say this. Um, oh, Sticker Mule had a deal where you could get a white T-shirt for nine bucks. Their actual T-shirt material is a little more soft and fluffy than the Teespring stuff. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've done that a few times where I'll just make my own T-shirt. And that's the thing about it is you can make one. Now, here's the fun thing. It looks all cheap. You're like, oh, wow, it's only X amount for a T-shirt, and it's 35% off, and then they charge you $8 for shipping and handling. And I wish I was making that up, but I was like, really? $8 to ship a shirt? Like, is it Isn't Amazon making shirts, too? Can't you upload I think a design? They are. And- I'm not sure what the hurdle is, because I remember, I know Mark from PodcastBranding.co has some shirts on Amazon. Um, Addy Saucedo had some shirts on Amazon. I'm not sure what you have to do. I remember, I think there was like an application process that you had to go through to be able to sell shirts on Amazon, but that'd be the best way because everybody loves that. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, anytime I go out in public, I try to either have a school of podcasting shirt on, or if I'm going, uh, out in public, I'll, I'll wear an Akron podcast.com t-shirt cause you just never know. And the one thing I want to do, I talked to the guys at sticker mule. I want to get a sticker of a QR code. Because from Sticker Mule, I have schoolofpodcasting.com as a, a clear vinyl sticker of some sort that, that sticks on the window. And I said, you know, that's kind of cool. I said, but it'd be even cooler if it was a QR code. Because I was in traffic once and somebody had a QR code on the, the back of their car. And I was like, does that work from like four feet away? And I was like, yes, it does. So, uh, but thanks for the question. If you want to ask a question, go out to askthepodcastcoach.com. There is a little microphone speaker there because I realize not everybody can make it here live. And uh, you can ask your question just like Michael did. And we will, the only thing, Michael, not that we appreciate your, th- feel free to to say what your podcast is and where we can find it. And uh, you can click on the little microphone right in the bottom right-hand corner. And he sounded fine using his computer thing. Fine enough for uh, the show. So, uh, I am now searching behind the scenes as I hit play. Um, Jim, what's coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, so uh, Jay Franzi joins me of Jay Franzi and Friends, and uh, we get to know him a little bit, and it was just a fun podcast. To this, We spent some time talking about mics and, and sounds and DAWs and some of those. He's a sound engineer, so nice. we had a really good time doing it. It'll uh, release a little bit later today, HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Nice. And uh, still on the T-shirt line here, they're saying people are wearing, yeah, wear the yours to the gym. That's a good place. And, uh, of course, uh, Craig says, yeah, when when I go to the just don't the just gym. don't be an just don't be an idiot when you're wearing your own shirt. yeah don't do that 
They want to go, yeah, the guy in the Akron podcast shirt threw a brick through the window. I'm like, yeah, that's not good. Or be mean to a wait yeah. staff yeah. or, you know, honk at somebody and give them the finger. Those kinds of things. Probably don't want to do that. Yeah, that's... Yeah. you're representing your brand while you wear that so keep that in mind on the school of podcasting i am going to talk a little bit about podcast movement uh because everybody's dying to know and i'm like okay and uh i've also got an interview i think i'm going to put the interview in no i will do the question of the month because we haven't done that uh yet for august that was because of podcast movement so that's probably in this week's episode and whatever else i feel like throwing into the stew but uh, I know we're, we're going to be doing a podcast movement recap. And I uh, want to say thanks to all of our awesome supporters. Again, you can join at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support because Dave moved to School of Podcasting. And a lot of people, when they resubscribed, signed up for a year. That made August really great. But I'm like, if I don't have any monthly subscribers, oh, that could be kind of fun. So become an awesome supporter at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. We are here every Saturday morning at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. And uh, until next week, go podcasting. Happy birthday, Adam Curry. <laughs>